Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Welcome to episode 26, part two of What's Good for People. This is your source for employer intelligence. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsay, and I'm your small business ally, instructor, and servant, and I'm here to help you thrive in your role as an employer. I teach small business owners to become employer brainiacs in just around seven minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. On the last episode, I read the first part of a report written by Kate Lister, president of Global Workplace Analytics. And today, we'll finish it up by reading the second and final part on this episode of Small Biz Brainiac. Let's rock this. So as I mentioned in the last episode, I asked Kate Lister for permission to read her fantastic report on my podcast, and she graciously agreed. Kate is president of Global Workplace Analytics, and she's an internationally recognized authority on emerging workplace strategies. She's co-authored three business books. She's a regular contributor to several online business sites, and she's an accomplished speaker, entrepreneur, corporate executive, and philanthropist. Kate, thanks for letting me share your report with my listeners. So here we go, picking up where we left off. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a useful framework for thinking about workplaces, work processes, and work practices that can impact employee well-being. In this framework, an employee's physiological and safety needs serve as the foundation of the well-being pyramid. They are primarily related to the physical aspects of work and wellness, adequate lighting, thermal comfort, reasonable noise levels, sufficient privacy, etc. Employees are often dissatisfied when these basic needs are not met. But just as with Maslow's original hierarchy, having them met or exceeded does not create satisfaction. As one facility executive stated during a recent Knoll Roundtable, a great workplace is about more than real estate. It's about empowering people and making them feel connected to the company, to our brand and culture. Unless an employee's basic needs are met, well-being, and not so coincidentally, engagement, is unattainable. Maslow's hierarchy of needs are self-actualization, purpose and meaning, esteem, self-worth and respect, belonging, relationships and concerns, safety, security, safety and stability, physiological, physical health and comforts. A handful of organizations have taken bold steps toward creating workplaces, work processes, and work practices that promote the physical, mental, and social health of its employees. Of the more leading-edge solutions currently employed, Delos and CBRE, recently partnered to create the first well-certified building. There is no lack of resources when it comes to making health and well-being an organizational priority. In addition to Delos, Gallup, Healthways, Mercer, Towers Watson, Virgin, and many others have been in the business of employee wellness. Unlike other business assets, buildings, technology, investments, people have a choice about whom they work for, how much they give to their job, and how they impact the people around them. In the industrial era, people were needed to run the machines that created the things that led to business success. In a knowledge economy, human capital is the means to business success. The knowledge, skills, creativity, 
and connections of its people are an organization's primary and oftentimes only performing assets. That changes everything. It changes the nature of competition. It changes the employer-employee contract. It changes the perspective of the value proposition from that of the pursuer to that of the pursued. It dictates that the retention of talent and attraction of the best and brightest take precedence over short-term interests. It changes how employers need to treat their employees, addressing their higher needs and wants if they wish to keep them on board. And it changes how organizations think about the where, when, and how of work. Ultimately, what is good for people is good for the organization. To win in the years ahead, organizations will need to concentrate efforts on ensuring the sustainability of their most important asset, their people. Well, that's the end of the report, but there's a whole lot more information in the sidebars, and there are two in particular that I want to read to you. The first is called The Leading Edge, CBRE Headquarters, Pioneers, Delos, Well Building Standard. And I don't know if it's Delos or Delos. I don't know how to quite pronounce that, but I'm going to go with Delos. In 2013, CBRE Group, a global leader in commercial real estate services, took a bold step toward improving the well-being of its people. Their new global headquarters in Los Angeles was built in accordance with well-being standards founded by Delos, the pioneer of wellness real estate, and administered by the International Well-Being Institute, a leader in incorporating wellness in the built environment. The well-building standard is the result of six years of research developed and collaboration between researchers, architects, engineers, contractors, and doctors from leading medical and academic institutions through the integration of the well-building standards, evidence-based wellness designs and technologies, CBRE now offers an office environment that optimizes the health and well-being of its employees and sets a new standard for healthy office space. Delos has developed innovative solutions for health and wellness in homes, hotels, schools, and other building types, but the CBRE headquarters represents the well-certified office building. It incorporates features such as smart lighting that not only detects the presence or absence of people, but operates in a way that minimizes the disruption of the circadian rhythms. Well Shield, a light reactive surface coating that results in cleaner surfaces and reduces odors and volatile organic compounds. Advanced air filtration that helps purify the air. Non-toxic paint and low-light reflective value surfaces. A wellness concierge who provides health and wellness guidance to employees. Ergonomic furniture and accessories that offer comfort and posture support for users with varying physical backgrounds. Research suggests that the cumulative effect of these and other well-building standard features and operational practices will, by increasing occupant well-being, also reduce absenteeism and presenteeism, increase productivity, and even enhance creativity. Obviously, small businesses aren't in a position to be able to design and build a building that contains all of these smart features. Hopefully, buildings in the future will begin to incorporate some of these concepts so that one day you'll be able to lease a space that has been designed with these ideas in mind. The final one, starting on the path to well-being, says, When considering what well-being activities are right for your organizational culture, the following process can help you get started. Gain and recruit support. 
Secure senior level endorsements and commitment. Assemble a well team of cross-functional influencers from various levels within the organization. Create and execute a well-being strategy. Define goals and objectives for the well-being initiative. Discover employee and workplace needs and opportunities for improvement. Develop and test the well-being strategy, aligning the physical workplace vision with organizational work practices and work processes. Implement the well-being strategy and promote through communication, education, and managers who lead by example. Well, there you have it. Now, there are other tables and graphics in the report that I didn't read, so I've put a link in the show notes to the report, and I highly recommend you check it out. Creating an engaged employee environment also requires that you focus on their well-being, and you don't have to be a large employer to do this. So to close this out, here's a few examples of employee engagement ideas that you can incorporate that are employee well-being focused, and these are from the report. Offer healthy food and drink options on site. Promote standing and walking meetings. Discourage and address office politics. Discourage employees from coming to work sick. Establish clear workplace safety policies and procedures. Provide continual skills training. Manage with integrity and consistency. And encourage and support volunteer work. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Small Biz Brainiac.